0: This is To Catch a Con Man, Season 2, In the Victim's Voices. I will take you on another fascinating journey, but this time you will hear from other men and women that, like me, have fallen prey to the various cons, scams, and deceits by one of the most prolific and successful con artists to live and operate in the Midwest. You know him as Ricky Dugo
1: could a hundred grand sustain my life it couldn't even come close so so listen to me if I was gonna be in some sort of of con, scam conniving thing it'd be for millions it wouldn't be for $100,000 to catch a con man is brought to you by studio 847 in Long Grove Illinois Listener discretion is advised, as some of this programming contains language and content that might be offensive to some
0: listeners. Join me on this adventure to catch a con man. This is Adam Albin. support. On the last episode, we heard part one of Britt's interview, a victim from the Lake of the Ozarks that ended up being conned out of $30,000. Another investigation is opened by the Missouri Attorney General, yet nothing comes out of it, as another miss by law enforcement leaves many of the victims in the Lake of the Ozarks holding the bag and without any form of justice. Coming up next, part two of Brit's Amazing Story. Did you have any conversations where you realized that other people had been scam, con, defrauded by Rick Dugo?
1: Yeah, I don't know who it was with. It was not... Russell did not tell me. I don't think Russell's the one that told me at first that he gave Rick money. Somebody else might have. And I just didn't... And then there's a couple other younger guys maybe that worked with Russell or... Did the same thing. Tat- they, maybe they were tattoo artists. They gave Rick a little money, and I started
0: learning about them. Well, I think Russell. I don't remember. He made that post. I don't. What year did he make that post? Eighteen. No. Uh, in in two thousand seventeen. The, uh, yeah, in the yeah, in the late summer of two thousand seventeen, he posted, um, and we'll kind of explain this. Russell James Fisk a very famous tattoo artist in Lake of the Ozarks and in Kansas City um, posted uh, on Facebook um, all about losing money to Ricky Dugo and that uh, within 48 hours of his post, um, something like 18 people had reached out to him and he had accumulated a total of over $2,043,500 in losses from people that reached out to Russell James. Um, He actually ended up taking that post down. So you knew Russell James, correct? I did, yes. Yeah. Um, I knew
1: him from the lake. We weren't real good friends. We were were acquaintances. We knew each other. the, The tattoo shop he worked for here, I knew the owner, you know, fairly well. So me and Russell got to know each other, and then he moved to Kansas City. To start his own place. And I think he called me, it might have been right before or after that post went up, and told me that, you know, Rick got money from him and then the other two guys. And then he introduced me or had, asked if he could give my number, maybe that's how it was, I don't remember, to a guy named Baraz. And then he called me and I found out that I think I I text Rick when he moved into Faraz's house. He rented his house. Correct. And I was like, dude, you're gonna move into I don't know how much the house is worth. I just like you're gonna move into a million dollar house and you're not gonna give me my goddamn money? And I think I don't remember what his excuse was, what happened about that. But I had known I already knew that Rick, because Faraz told me. I think Faraz sent me a voicemail. Yeah, Uh, like a voicemail on his phone, so I could confirm whose voice that was. Because Rick claimed to be Jeff Clyde. So this is when I started figuring out that he actually took quite a bit of money and did a bunch of shady shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I knew my money was by then. I already knew it was gone. Right. I said it's gone. Right. So, so, and I think Peraz sent me that. I listened to it. I called Faraz, back. He goes, "Who is that?" I said, that, "That's Rick Dugo." Because that's not Jeff Klein. I'm like, no, it's not Jeff Klein.
0: Yeah. So the like the if way I that... had met Jeff Klein too here at the lake. Oh, you've met the real Jeff Klein. I have. Was that via Rick as with well? With Rick, with Rick Dugo. He introduced me to him. Fuck. Ah, yeah. Then. That guy's totally in on it as well. Um,
1: I do. I don't. I didn't. The guy was kind of squirrely the first time I met him. I've I don't heard, know. I've heard. They, they seem to be pretty chummy.
0: I've heard he's very squirrely. Um, I don't want to go into uh, Jeff Klein, uh, but he's. No. From what I've heard, he's very squirrely. Um, but that that's interesting that he's hanging out with Rick right after he's hanging out with Rick at the lake with you or with, you know, bringing him around. He ends up in 2016 that summer signing a two-year lease on Faraz's house in Vernon Hills using a rental application that's in Jeff Klein's name, as we all know now. Um, But it's all bullshit. It's all been forged with, you know, do-go information on a Jeff Klein lease. Um, So, you know, the way that Faraz found you is Faraz ended up doing his own due diligence while all this is kind of going on in the background. Somehow he finds Russell's original post. Somehow he finds Russell. He actually had some conversations with Russell in about the um, March-April time frame of 2018. And then from what I've heard, um, that's how you and Faraz started talking. And then eventually, when Faraz found me, he told me, um, right off the bat, him and I had a two-hour conversation. He said, you need to call Britt from Lake of the Ozarks. Uh, He's a victim as well. So I remember talking to you in that first week of my investigation, my amateurish investigation. Um, Mm -hmm. So, I mean, after you're going back and forth with Faraz, you're confirming that, that, that you know the voicemail is Ricky Dugo I mean now now you've got a lot of validation right you've got Russell's post you know are people talking about this at the lake are they what's going on I mean cause a few of them are I mean
1: there's some guys guys performance and so they were over him he was a dipshit I think he I, you can't I, I'm not you going have to ask them but I think he owed them a bunch of money I think they did the work on his his boat. He was he didn't pay them, so they might have put that boat back in the shop, and they weren't giving it back to Rick till he paid he it. It was like eighty grand, I thought,
0: yeah, maybe. I'd heard that.
1: So I don't I don't know if that's true or not. But I, even though they got their money. I think Rick paid them. He got his boat back, so obviously they wouldn't have given it back. They wouldn't pay them. So obviously it paid them. I think they were just done with them. They were like I wash their hands, get your shit out of here. That's probably why I had to go help load the boat. You know,
0: they are probably get your shit out of here. Don't ever come back, I'm guessing. Ah, so that's probably why he takes the boat back to Chicago. I would say so, yeah. Yeah, because now now it's, you know, kind of out there. That's kind of like what I always wonder. Like, at some point, right, you know, like, the jig is up. Like, people are starting to talk. There's obviously weird things going around. At some point, you got to go home with your tail between your legs. It's just a matter of time, right? Right. So let's go back, um, you know, to Russell James, his post. I mean, there were a lot of people that hopped on that post. I've never seen anything other than the original post. I didn't see who else was commenting, Um, but... There's a piece of this that I'm. I, you know what? I actually want to stop this. This part of the conversation. I want to ask you something, Britt. Huh? Did Did Rick and Shannon, after Shannon had that baby, did they ask you to be something like a, a godparent? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he did. Okay. It, so he it, 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 it was so sincere.
1: He it, it was so sincere when he asked me. He was like, "I really." It would honor me if you would be, you and Natalie, my wife, would be their Scott, parent. And I'm like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah, I would. would At this time I knew I was getting nothing. So it was almost like I would just agree and I would just always just ask. It was amusing to me. It started to become, I knew I was out, so I gotta get something for my money. You know what I mean? So I mean I'm, I started listening to like yes he asked me to be a, a godparent to his to his daughter and it just I hung up the phone and i just laughing. I was like, "Because you fucking
0: kidding me?" Right. I mean, the, so so that that takes some serious balls. I mean, he's ripped you off for thirty thousand dollars, and 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 yet he wants you to be the godparent. Do you think that that was part of the con? Is that part of? Him oh to... yeah, yeah. I mean, how sick is that, dude? I mean, that's it's, his brain's fucking warped. It's so it, it... <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. It is. I mean, he he even he. I think me and him already had screaming matches by then. I mean, I, you know what I mean? I, arguing with each other about this money, and he's after that he asked me to be his daughter's. God, I mean like Upstream Like fuck you, uh,
0: uh, you know, If I ever see you again Kind of shit You know what I mean Yeah If you ever come down this way I'll kill you You know but, If you ever hey. come back down this way I'll fucking kill you
1: You'll never step foot In another bar here I know I, I, A few of my friends Own bars here at the lake Good friends And I There was uh, I told them If you ever step back Foot back in this lake I'll know you're here and I'm going to come fucking find you. And I do I'm not a big guy. I mean, Rick, what is Rick? Six, six, six two, yes,
0: six three, yeah.
1: 250 pounds. Easily. Yeah. So, I mean, what am I going to do? I'm going to have to take, uh, I'm break his fucking knees so I can even beat him up. <laughs> I just. So, I mean, but I was so fucking mad. Yeah. And I was in a bar one night after, it was, I think the night, maybe I was on the phone screaming at him he was screaming at me. And maybe we walk into another bar with a bunch of buddies. And one of them owns one of the bars here at the lake. And he sees a guy named John in the back of the bar. And he come and grabbed me. He goes, is that that guy's buddy right there? And I was like, yeah. He goes, you want to go get him? I'm like, for what? He goes, well, that's his buddy. Did he rip you off? I'm like, I don't actually know it. He's his buddy, and it's so hard to tell who's his friend and who's his victim. So I don't know what to say to that guy. (laughs) So finally, I walked back there and talked to him, and I'm like, aren't you John? I think they called him John Baja. He's like, yeah. I'm like, where's your buddy, Rick? And he said, he's not my buddy. I'm like, he sure didn't seem like your fucking buddy. The whole summer, like when I would, because he was around too every once in a while. (laughs) Yeah, but I, I think maybe he, he might have got ripped off by Rick, too. I don't know. He never did say nothing to me about it. He just said Rick wasn't his buddy. Mm. Wow. So even after all that, screaming, cussing, still asking me to be a godparent. But this, is, this is shit. So I would just entertain it. I, I had to. Hey, did you get some money? No, my kid was in a bus accident. I'm in the hospital with
0: my son. It's I'm sick. like, so serious it's sick it's absolutely yeah. serious um, alright, so, I mean his excuses are pretty wild and, you know um, especially when you're distant when you're not in front of him or you don't have I think when he doesn't have to worry that you're gonna pop over he's gonna run into you at Uncle Julio's like while he's eating fajitas you know, I think he can make these elaborate excuses because there's no way to fact check him. Um, yeah, but I mean, uh, I tell you, it, the,
1: the worst. It wasn't. I think his mom did actually pass away during all this. She did. OK, well, that's how he was going to pay me one time. She passed away and she had. I don't know if she worked Got some retirement, got some insurance, something. And I was like, dude, your fucking mom did not pass away. He sent me the letter of you know her passing away or how he was doing this insurance thing. He was going to get some money and pay me. So I was just like, well, okay, where's your mom? I want to send flowers. And he told me. I called the, the funeral home. And I was asked, I think he told me her name. I don't remember. I called the funeral home and asked him if she was there, I'd like to send flowers. And they acted weird. They kind of got off the phone. It wasn't three minutes later, my phone rang. And Diego said, did you call the funeral home? I was like, yeah. I called the funeral home. Why? I was like, I was going to send your mom some flowers. (laughs) I was like, how did you fucking know I called the funeral home? It was weird like they I don't know they call him told him I guess
0: that's weird man mm-hmm. so I mean obviously you know all these things are going on you know he's lying on top of lies on top of lies you you're obviously just you're kind of playing along right I think I think you said it best like at this point, you're, like, trying to get your money's worth, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, he's not coming back to Lake of the Ozarks. Russell's blown him up on social media. For You know, you've talked to Faraz. Um, I felt horrible, dude. I, Russell, when Russell got shot, I, I had actually talked to him the day before. Because
1: he was going to... I was going to have Russell... Do some work on my arm, a tattoo. So we had talked about it, and it was like the day before he, he what happened to him happened. So it, and he had posted that about Dugo Well, me and Peraz had started talking, and I think Peraz called me to ask something, and I felt so bad. I was like, dude, I don't know. Russell, Russell got shot, and Peraz freaked out. Because I think Peraz thought. Dugo was in the mafia, or something. And he goes, "Well, what's going to happen to me? Did he, did Dugo do it?" I'm like, Dude, "I have no idea. I mean, I don't know. But it's weird that Russell posted this about Dugo, and now somebody shot him. So I felt bad that I kind—I think I freaked Faraz out because he was like, "Well, shit, I don't want nothing to do with him. I mean, I, would he come to California?" I'm like, "I have no idea. I, mean, I don't know what he—what he would do if he did something like that." Because Rick was always paranoid about somebody talking bad about it. Always trying to figure out who it was, what it was, what happened.
0: Who said it? Where'd it come from? I'll fix it. You know what I mean? I do. I mean, if you don't do bad things, people won't talk shit about you, right? If you're worried about people talking shit about you, you've probably done some bad things. I mean, it's like basic cause and effect here, brother. Um so yeah, so let's I'm gonna just touch on Russell James Fisk, uh, his murder, um, the timing of that is crazy because um you know Faraz is in that beginning stage of that eviction. Um I think he had talked to Russell, Russell had said verbally he thought that Rick was, you know, he liked to tell people he was connected to the mafia. Um And so I think Faraz was a little scared. But then what happened to Russell, um, it's a very sad story about him being shot and killed in Kansas City by a crazy person. It was misconstrued at the time, uh, I think, when you told him. uh, There wasn't enough facts or details. It was completely unrelated to Ricky Dugo. It was a bizarre moment in time where... An outsider looking in, like Faraz, could easily assume that this was at the hands of Ricky Dugo. And he was scared. Faraz told me he was scared. He told me he like locked all the doors to his house, told his wife, you know, like, there's a chance somebody's coming for us. I mean, I've heard it in his voice. He was worried. Yeah, he was. He was worried, um, but yeah, that, he was. worried when he talked to me. Yeah, and that whole story, that whole tragedy... It, it elevated Rick's, his ego, I think his persona. He, I think it gave him even um, more swagger in a sense. Because after that happens, I mean, that's in like the um, early May timeframe of 2018 that Russell is murdered. Um, I mean, he, it doesn't stop him. He goes out to Indiana and cons two women out there for cars and furniture and a dually. And then, you know, continues on with an old man, you know, like he got him for a quarter million dollars. So just like emboldened him. I think it just kind of he thought it was like a feather in his cap, you know, which is so fucking sick, you know, to use somebody else's uh, tragic demise to prop yourself up to make you feel bigger and better than you are Um, it just lended a whole lot of credibility to this bullshit story that he was in the mafia um, or he was connected he is not connected he is not in the mafia his real last name is Schulte you know he's just a giant piece of shit Um, so sorry to go off on the tangent I just definitely want people to understand that uh, Russell's murder was a tragic event Um, But it was not at the hands or even by, you know, a head nod by, you know, Ricky Dugo. So um, and I I feel terrible for you guys down at Lake of the Ozarks. My sincerest condolences. um, um, It sucks Um, because I think Russell Russell was trying to get somewhere with this. Right. Russell had the balls to stand up to Ricky Dugo, at least on. You know social media, and I know that he went to the police. I know he went to the um, state's attorney. So I want to touch on that, Britt. Russell starts his you know amateurish investigation late summer of twenty seventeen. He says in his post that he has an attorney. He says he's gone to the Missouri Attorney General's office um, that they've inve- opened a case. Does anybody from Missouri reach out to you?
1: Uh, yes,
0: somebody, God, dude, what was his name? I'm going to stop right, uh, real quick, I'm going to stop and we're going to hit record again, all right? One second. Okay. While you're thinking, because I'm going to tell you his name. Uh, I got it right here. Okay, go ahead. Um, It should be Anthony Williams, but I'm going to hit record. Hold on one second. All right. Alright, so at some point um, does Missouri and the authorities, does anybody contact you?
1: I don't remember if they contacted me. Russell texted me uh, I think it was July 2017 and asked me to call Anthony Williams. Uh... At the Attorney General's office, I think, is what, or something. I don't know. So and it, he it, it even told me his supervisor's name. The guy's supervisor's name. And I think I called... I, uh, I think I called him. Is how Russell gave me his number. Anthony Williams. He gave me his number and his... Maybe his supervisor. Anthony Williams'
0: supervisor. And I think I talked to him. And what sort of questions was he think, asking huh? what sort of questions was Anthony asking you I
1: think just about Dugo and what he what he did and who he was and but I, I, I don't remember a whole lot coming of it like I don't think they even wanted anything to do
0: with it it's so weird right because there were so many people yeah. from Lake of the Ozarks that um, I believe at some point um, had talked to Anthony Williams from the Attorney General's office down there um, and nothing happens with it um, are you guys frustrated down there? I mean, you know, in hindsight like let, let's just take a step back I mean, obviously I think you know the end result of where all of this goes um, I know that you do um, yeah. but I mean you know, you, you guys did the right thing right? I mean You got a guy in Russell. Russell goes out, opens a case, hires an attorney. He's asking for the authorities to help. It sounds like Missouri, you know, and again, this is something that chaps my ass. It sounds like Missouri didn't do what they were supposed to do. Um, If they're asking questions, but then they're not doing anything with it. You guys kind of feel helpless down there.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know who else, I, I don't know anybody else from here that had a lot of money from problem. You know, other than Russell, and the other two guys, they, they were like a thousand dollars a piece or something, or one guy, I don't even know. So I don't know anybody else here, other than the, the buddy of mine he rented his house from, he don't care. He's over it, I think. So other than that, I don't know who else there is here, unless you do. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it's frustrating. Which I mean I'll never get nothing back, but what Dudo's doing now, you did a great job getting him where he is. But it's for what this guy has done over forty years, that's fucking peanuts. I mean he's in there you know what I'm saying? He just never deserves to come out again. Well there's no doubt. So
0: if I can help if I could help keep him there and Missouri wanted to do something, I'd help him do it. Yeah, I, anyway, you know what I, mean. I do. I mean, no, I'm, I, I'm not saying that, you know, uh, I actually I, I know for a fact that you've always been willing to assist in, in, in the investigation. You've always been very forthcoming with information, um, I, you know, and it begs the question, you know, obviously with Russell's uh, tragic demise, um, what did Russell know? You know, it's like, what did he take with him when he was murdered? You know, because there's, he was, his post was very specific, you know, $2,043,500. How does that go missing? You know, in the last two years. So he knew of some really big fish, right?
1: Yeah, he did. Yeah, Russell was like you. I mean, he was a smart guy. He was going to figure it out. It sucks that he wasn't able to finish it. But yeah, it sucks that whatever he took with him, I don't know. Right. I don't know who. The, do you know any of
0: the people he? I guess you don't. Um, I just know some of the folks. I've talked to some of the folks in his oh. uh, tattoo shop, um, and uh, I had some correspondence in 2018 with Russell's uh, fiance or girlfriend at the time. Um, but I don't, and so it's always been like a mystery as who else is down there. Um, but I just think it's a huge, it's a huge miss by them attorney general down there i am so curious why they didn't investigate i don't know if it was maybe people didn't want to cooperate other than like people like you maybe some of the other people just didn't want their names in it maybe people were over it um but i just think it's i think anybody that goes to the police and hands them a list of people you know that it should be investigated the right way i mean it took a lot right. in Illinois for me to do that same thing. I mean, it took five years, you know? Like, right. from the time I handed right. them, yeah. it was four and a half years, yeah. so. Um, well, it, it, uh, maybe
1: they don't want to talk. It's, it's fucking embarrassing you give some guy like that money. And I was embarrassed, too, at first, until I figured out what Rick was and met you and found out how good he was. And I was like, well, fuck, that's
0: not so bad. I'm not, I'm not that fucking stupid. This dude was good. <laughs> That's... that's, You know what I mean? I I do. That fucking dude was good. He he was actually better than good. Um,
1: Yeah. It's too bad.
0: That's what he focused his fucking energy on, ripping people off. I totally agree. Um, You know, that's really the long and short is... um, After you get over that, you know, that you're ashamed, you know, that you're Mm -hmm. um, embarrassed... Um, now it's just like, you know what, fuck it, man, you know? Yeah, I got ripped off by one of the best con men that has ever come across, you know, the Midwest. Wow. I mean, you I I asked detectives point blank, you know, is this one of the biggest and baddest con men out there? And he reluctantly said in this area, he had not heard of anybody like him that was this successful, you know? Now does it is some of this on us yeah okay fine yeah yeah yeah. but i mean i didn't know he was a con man and neither did you so no you know that's why we're having this conversation you know you've always been helpful um spreading the word is so you know important and you know when 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 you take a, a step back and you get off your you know your high horse and you realize that you know what there's a lot of other people out there that could probably should probably have the same sort of conversation, you know, where they just admit it and, and then they get over it. And, and eventually you laugh about it um, because, you know what, we're not in prison, you know, he is. Right. So right. Um, I agree with you. Uh, eight years serving four, really in the end, he's he'll be serving about three with all of his credits um, he'll be out before you know it. Um, so how do we uh, ensure, yeah. you know, it's like, how do we ensure, Britt, that he doesn't do this again, you know? Um, right. So I do just so many more. There's got to be so many more people that could do something. You know what I
1: mean? Well, there's... But there's got to be more people. I, don't, I wish if there was here that Russell was working on, they would come and come forward, at least so you know, you know how big of a... Like, shitbag this guy was, and well, I guess you already know how big of a shitbag he is, but how many people, there was no limit to what he would do or say or amount of people he would fuck.
0: No. Um, I agree with you, you know, with all of that. Uh, Russell was on to something. And so here's here's the interesting part about Russell's legacy, okay? And this I really haven't talked all that much about. But if Russell doesn't post what he posts in 2017, again, I get taken in the you know, spring summer of 2018. And if, if what happens to Russell doesn't happen, right? His tragic, you know, his murder by a, a crazy person. And if somebody from Chicago, one of Rick's old good friends doesn't go back in time, he had saved Russell's post. So he posted on the dirty. And then we get my coworker gets a Google alert when the dirty is posted. And that's posted like May 29th of 2018. And again, it's written in a dead man's words. It's Russell's post. So when you start to take a step back and look at how evolved, there there's these crazy random moments. That got us to where he is today if that post if Russell's original post isn't copied somehow saved for another day reposted out a Google alert doesn't come to my co-workers phone I don't know if any of this actually happens right, right. that's what's so nuts is you have all of these different random events that have happened so I think about stuff like that all the time um, you know Russell started something um, I think I was able to finish it I don't know the guy, I never met him but I hope that he's kind of like looking up at all of us and going you know, you guys did alright um, so um, is there anything you want to like kind of finish on is there anything that, that, that we didn't touch on that you wanted to say no, uh,
1: well, I mean you got it all dude I mean you did a great job figuring all this shit out it's, I mean, I admire your tenacity, dude. You are, there's no way I could have done something like this. You know what I mean? Even though he took me for what he took me for, the shit you have done is crazy. And, and, what Russell probably should have finished, you know what I mean? But he could have finished it. You guys would have had this fucking dude hanging from, who knows, but you
0: know what I mean? He's, yeah, I would have loved the opportunity. you guys did a great job i appreciate that um but again none of this happens if if there aren't people like you that have helped me along the way i mean you and i started talking um you were actually a a name on the list when i went to lake county june 3rd of 2018 i mentioned you um to lake county you and i had never talked before but i had heard of your name you were on my list to call I ran out of time before that meeting, but in that, in that meeting with Detective Bill Bang uh, and, and uh, Assistant uh, uh, District Attorney Fred Day, you know, I do mention your name. You're on my letter that I wrote to them. Um, so yeah. I've just, you know, I'm not discounting the hard work and tenacity. Obviously, there was a huge investment in time, not just by myself, but then like, you know, you. Um, you invested a lot of time in having conversations with me and you still have these conversations with me and I think that you're still having conversations with other people um, so I'm, I'm super appreciative of the friendship of um, being able to do this with you um, you know I, I, I wish Missouri could have done this for you that they would have been able to give you some sort of sense of you know that they cared uh, enough to go after right. him but you know you know we do have a result um, it's not ideal uh, but you know I'm not in prison you're not in prison you know
1: <laughs> so right. Right. I mean if he does get out I mean when he does he'll get out I guess I mean I don't know I saw a picture of him when he went in he looked fucking terrible he might not make it out I don't know but if he does I would like to know where he goes and I'd just like to go see him I just want to look at him and see if he still looks like shit. <laughs> well. he was so he was so uh, proud of how he, you know what I mean, how he looked. It was his image, arrogant, arrogant image. It was his image. I just want to. I hope he looks that bad when he comes out and he stays like that. He has nowhere to go in Chicago. He can't do nothing. Who's going to scam?
0: Yeah,
1: I mean, at least in Chicago. I hope he has to sit in fucking Chicago. But does he have a parole or anything,
0: or how's that work? Yeah, I think he's got parole for a year. Um, it's not a whole long. You know, it's not that long a time. Um, I, I, I really... The hope is with the podcast, you know, I'll just throw it out there. You know, we're, we're, we're coming upon 8,000 episode downloads, which is amazing. A lot of nice. people are really enjoying the story. I mean, as as much as you can enjoy hearing sad stories... It just reverberates the magnitude of who this guy is and what he was capable of doing on these rinse and repeat scams. But I I don't think he'll have the ability to come back to Chicago um, without A, changing his name, B, changing his look. I think he's gonna have to live a very quiet, semi-anonymous life, um, and that's the hope. Because this isn't like a, a, you know, a get rich off of this show. This is a public service announcement. Look out for this guy. He is coming. I mean, he's coming out soon. I mean, you know, soon may be another, you know, two and a half years, but eventually he will be um, set back free uh, into our community or your community or somewhere in Texas or Florida or wherever he ends up and people need to know what he is who he is so right. um you know the goal is always to protect just one more person from falling prey i don't think that ricky Dugo has the ability to be anything else than a con artist uh, Yeah, i don't think so either you know would you yeah, have, have made a great car salesman or a salesman or holy anything? fucking shit he could have sold anything right and that's, and that's what's so crazy is if the guy just would have gone legit he would right. have retired a long time ago you know yeah, um, yeah. so um, anything you want to wrap up with Britt no you did good buddy just keep up the good work keep getting it out there working on it, start telling people about right. it down there, man, I can use your help in just spreading the gospel, you know because uh, again, right. it didn't just happen in Chicago, you know, it happened out there too, maybe people aren't talking about it, but he was all over, up and down the Lake of the Ozarks fucking people oh, yeah. over, so Yep, he was Cool, well you take care of yourself man, I'll uh, I'll catch up with you soon Alright buddy, we'll see you. Thanks for the time, good day to you de ceases to amaze me how far and for how long Dugo would keep his victims on the hook. And in Britt's story, even after he is conned by Rick, the con man tries to keep him close by asking him to be the godfather to their youngest daughter. Obviously, Dugo has no shame in his game, and sadly, he was super successful in allegedly scamming the good folks down there in the Lake of the Ozarks for over $2.2 million. Coming up next, we will venture back to the city of Chicago and meet a man that was following the Ricky Dugo spoof page in late May of 2018. Another phony business opportunity for the tried-and-true Car Wash Partnership is pitched. We will hear part one of his interview next.